You're listening to Sarah Hagen backstage with interviews and insights from years inside the music industry. Join Sarah as she talks with masters of their crafts, finding out what makes them tick both inside and outside of the music business. Welcome to Sarah Hagen backstage. My guest today, Jay Weinberg, is the drummer in the band Slipknot. And he is just a very creative person who is also a fine artist. I'm going to talk to Jay today about music, art, getting through the pandemic, and how the pandemic created an atmosphere of renewed creativity. So come along with me as I catch up with Jay Weinberg. Jay Weinberg, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. It's so great to see you. Likewise. I know it's been it's been a while. I mean, COVID notwithstanding, it's it's been a while. It has been. I think the last time I saw you was on a Slipknot tour in um, when you came through Mansfield, Massachusetts. Yeah, that sounds yes. about right. Probably in support of our last record. So that's probably like four years ago or five years ago at this point. It was a while for sure. Yes. Yeah, yeah wow. crazy. But it's so it's so great to see you. And you have the best backdrop. I'm Thank just you. About all that cool stuff behind you. Thanks. Well, you know, it, it's kind of become like a little guest room that turned just is kind of like the de facto music studio in our yeah. house. And, um, you know, unfortunately, I don't have my crazy loud drums and loud cymbals uh, here because my neighbors wouldn't be too fond of it. But, uh, you know, it gets me by the electronic drum set gets me by. I mean, like I can just be an ima- imagine being a guest at your house, like coming to to hang out and stay and be a guest and like stay in the coolest guest room ever, and then also like look over at that scary mask behind you too. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we haven't we haven't had many guests just because of all you know because of this whole pandemic. We haven't had anybody really stay here much aside from family. Um, but yeah, I guess I never really thought about that when I was decorating. <laughs> I have to take that in consideration if we ever have more people over that aren't like immediate family. <laughs> yeah, right, right, or any kids or anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But so speaking of um, the pandemic, how have you been through this whole time period? I know. I mean, first of all, congratulations, because you got married and that's fantastic. Um, But and that's a positive. But so how how was it this past year, year and a half? I mean, you know, just like all just like everybody, it's been a super challenging year uh, for a variety of reasons. But all those aside, it's it's honestly been um it's been productive. It's been pretty good in the ways that we can manage to make it good. You know, um, a lot of that for my wife and I is just like staying busy. We're kind of project people by nature. Um, so we really don't like downtime and we, we like tell ourselves we do. Yes. And we kind of, we kind of joke. It's like, wow, I guess like, I guess when you're at this point, you know, like entering your mid twenties and into your thirties and stuff, you really kind of enter this, like, this cycle of like um it's always like yeah but like after these next couple projects after these next couple weeks it's all gonna like slow down it's all Mm -hmm. gonna be like chill or whatever and then it never really ends up being that way and you just like i think just as born project people that's just like our go mode you know Um, yeah yeah so and, and so we enjoy that so the second we became locked in our house it's like you know we we had just come off a two-month european tour um where we were already kind of really looking forward to well we had, we had some touring coming up at, immediately after that um that we were looking forward to but then after that we were like okay and then we'll get settled in our new place and 
blah 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 but we got kind of we got we got sent right into just like you know domestic like uh like you know nesting or whatever yes yeah i think that's what everybody did right like you just find things to do around the house that you never thought you know you'd have time for and but i i understand like being a a project person you think you'll have time. I do that to myself all the time. I say, Oh, yeah, well, this day coming up, like, I have some free time, and I'll get whatever done. And but you always fill it like if you're a project person, or if you go like I I work best when I'm moving like at 90 miles an hour all the time. And you think you're going to slow down, but you fill it with something else because that's just what you do. And and you're happy like that. Yeah, I don't I don't do very well with like downtime. That's just like with nothing on the docket to do, um, even though at some point I would really enjoy it. I'm sure, <laughs> um, you know, I, I really I really just enjoy keeping keeping really busy um, yeah. and filling my time. If I don't have anything on the docket, I like to find something to uh to do or work on. So, you know, with that in mind, we, um, we you know, we, we've just been doing a lot of that and then, um, and then finding ways to stay creative as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like finally at, at some point, um, during all this time off, you know, we, as a, as a band, we kind of, um, looked towards being more creative and, and, uh, I mean, we had just put out a new record, um, and we were we were headlong into you know let's tour and play live events mode and everything, and so to then just kind of switch that and be like all right let's get back into the mode of writing and you know let's look forward to recording and stuff like that, um, you know at some point during this whole thing we we turned our attention to that um, so that took you know a, a great amount of time as well. Um, and now we're, you know, now we're, we're back at playing live shows safely, um, you know, knock on wood, we're, we're staying safe and, and everything's going great so far. Um, so yeah, you know, that, that's been nice. It's definitely been really nice to finally break out of, uh, what we've all been dealing with and, and just, you know, do what we do, which like, you know, we don't necessarily take for granted, but it definitely becomes part of your, just like your expected day to day, you know, it's what we do and all the time, you know, a tour is either right around the corner or we're right around the corner from being in the studio or whatever. So to not have that in kind of our natural, like circadian rhythm was very (laughs) off-putting. So to, to get back to it and now we've played uh, two shows over the last two weekends. um, It's been really, really nice. So a very challenging year. Um, with, you know, ups and downs and creative uh, peaks along the way. Uh, mm-hmm. But we're really excited with where things are at right now. Absolutely. And I was excited to see your posts on Instagram about the the festivals. It just looked like so much fun. Like you guys were having a blast. Yeah, it was unbelievable to, um, I mean, we had come off a stretch of like three years of not playing a show um, between our, our uh, two records ago and, and this one. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was kind of like, it was great to get out for like, whatever it was six months or something like that. Um, and then it felt, it honestly felt like going back into that hibernation. It was just too, it was just too soon. You know, mm-hmm. we hadn't got all of, we are not your kind out there, you know, mm-hmm. the way that we, we had intended. So, um, to now get back out and, and, you know, start what really feels like unfinished business is, uh, is pretty great. So yeah, we're, we're having a blast right now. 
That's so good. And the audience, I've been hearing like stories about just the audiences being so happy just to be there, seeing live music and be part of it, that it's just the the atmosphere is such a, you know, amazing experience, the 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 energy coming from the audience. hundred percent. Yeah. I, I, we, uh, so our, our last show we just played was incarceration um, at, uh, uh, in Ohio. And it was just, it was, you know, the, I, I can't describe how good it was to feel, you know, to play in a giant, you know, it was like, it was like a prison yard. Um, yeah. uh, and, and it was, it was incredible, uh, totally incredible. So, so yeah, to finally have that back and forth um, with the audience was, was just amazing. That's awesome. That's awesome. And it seems, you know, you had, you had, you got married, you got a, a puppy, like the, the whole quarantine time. Like I loved seeing the, this other, this other side of Jay, like I know the other side of Jay, but I love that you're putting it out there. And it was like, it was so, it was just so nice to see you guys went to Disney, right? That was, yeah. that looked like yeah. a blast. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like, I, I, uh, I've, I've always been hesitant to, I suppose, put anything, but like the music or art that, uh, that I make, uh, out into the world. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when, when your world is so, you know, so tightly knit as our, you know, tiny little family is, um, you know, yeah, it, it kind of, I, I don't know some part of me just kind of felt like sharing, uh, all that stuff. And, um, you know, I, I think that's, I think that's part of our dynamic too, is that we go, you know, we go really hard into our, uh, our work and our passions, um, you know, like music and stuff, but, uh, but we also want to, you know, we, we have a, a, a very playful side to us as well. So um, before the Delta variant was becoming a, you know, a whole thing that now we're all afraid of again and everything, cause everything was looking so good and promising and, and exciting. And we made all this plan, all these plans to, um, to yeah, go down to Disney world. I haven't, I hadn't been there since I was a kid and neither did my wife. So, um, so yeah, we wanted to just go and just like, have an absolute blast and it, it turned out like the time as far as timing and safety wise mm -hmm. like right before a lot of concerns started popping up for the delta variant and and stuff like that so it's been you know we we lucked out with um with that timing and that in that regard and did things safely as we continue to do and whatnot but yeah i mean like how can you not enjoy an opportunity to you know to go full on into disney play mode like right? we're like devout disney people now it's kind of crazy oh my gosh you can't i i am a disney person too 100 um you just can't you can't go there you can't go there and not have fun like not have a smile on your face there's so much and even and it's fun as an adult it's fun like just to go as adults and and you know are you a roller coaster person like a Ride not, not too much uh a little bit like you know we went to universal as well and they have the new jurassic park velocicoaster yes and she and i are looking at it and we're like no way that looks scary <laughs> looks insane but also we have friends of ours who are just like oh it's the smoothest roller coaster you gotta do it you gotta do it maybe next time i mean we yeah. were there we were there and tried to do everything we could we couldn't even do everything you know but right we're super into like all the immersive stuff that gets mm -hmm. you like like you know all like the the um all the harry potter stuff is pretty unbelievable yeah um, and we we've done some awesome stuff like you know traveling is is one of our favorite things and we haven't been able to do it for a while but um 
piggy, piggybacking off of a couple Slipknot tours, um, we had finished like a European tour uh, a couple summers ago. And after that, um, uh, my wife and I went to uh, the Harry Potter um, like studio tour where they actually filmed like so much of, of really? the, those movies there. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. And they have a lot of the sets just still up after they were done filming. They just turned it into like a museum, you know? Um, so all that immersive stuff at like Universal is, is pretty mind blowing. Uh, Galaxy's Edge at Disney for a Star Wars fan like yes. myself, it's just like, I mean, come on, it doesn't get any better than that. So, um, so yeah, we've like that. That's one thing that that has been pretty awesome is like using this time to really connect with that part of yourself that just wants to play and do fun stuff and um because it's been tough you know like yeah yeah you have to find those moments right in the in in the midst of kind of like the uncertainty over work and life and the future um and even you know there's so many times i was thinking back the other day to the time period during the beginning of the pandemic where we were told, you know, that takeout was dangerous, right? Like you reheat your food and do all these different things like the wiping down of the groceries and stuff. And, you know, we're super careful still, of course, you know, we have family who is uh, immune compromised and, um, but it was, it's a little bit less scary. I think, I think there was a lot of fear um, and for people like us in the music industry, our jobs were just like, what, what's happening, you yeah. know, and, and what does the future look like? So I think I love the, like seeing those posts about Disney and all the fun things and, you know, having fun experiences in between um, the, the time frames, like you said, with the, the numbers going down and then the Delta variant. But there was a time frame in there where it was like, oh, my gosh, real life's coming back. It was, you know, promising. So. it was promising. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I think so much of, of being a musician or being a creative person at all, so much of your life is kind of dedicated to like adapting and reacting to that and, and learning how to um, be comfortable in uncomfortable uh, situations and doing whatever it takes uh, or whatever is necessary to, you know, to achieve your goals or to achieve an end. And mm-hmm. so to that end, it's like, you know, to, to be a, a live performer and do it safely in in today's you know environment is more difficult than it was you know a, a year or two ago and that's that's an understatement but um, yeah. but it's true and you have to learn you have to you know adjust to to be able to do what you want to do you have to learn the you know the new rules and the new the landscapes of what you're dealing with because it's a much much different world uh, than it was when this all started you know so. Absolutely. Um, so everybody being safe and it, it is a, it is a blessing to, you know, be around people who are all on the same page and all wanting to do this safely and wanting to do it the right way. Um, knowing what this music means to us and what this music means to, um, to a lot of people coming to the shows, you know, it's important to do it the right way. And, mm-hmm. um, and the right way is, is being safe. And, you know, I would joke with my family and stuff. It's like, well, there's no, better prepared band to wear masks everywhere than us. So that wasn't too much of an adjustment. Um, <laughs> That's so you know true. I mean? uh, but yeah, you know, and it's all about just kind of staying informed and staying, you know, up to date about what the safest 
practices are. And it, it, there was that little glimmer of like, oh, maybe things are kind of returning to normal. And then when things aren't, obviously, clearly, uh, then you got you have to be like, all right, you know, we we've done it before. We'll do it again. We'll get through this. We'll be safe. Mm-hmm. And, um and yeah, that's kind of, you know, that's kind of the name of the game. And same with us. Like, we're, you know, we have immunocompromised family members as well, you know, so you gotta, you gotta watch out for them and, and our neighbors, you know, it's like, um, yes. in the, in the grander sense, you know, it's like, yes. Yeah. Our fellow humans, right. I always say like, if I can do something that's going to help anyone stay safe, I'm going to do it, whatever, you know, whatever it takes. And Absolutely. Um, and just talking to you and talking to all these musicians who are getting back out there, trying to do it as safe as possible, um, you know, and then tours have had to reschedule and cancel a few things. And so it's it's one of those things where no one wants that to happen. Everybody wants to just move forward, get back out there, um, do everything that we can to make it happen, because not only is our industry trying to make a comeback and and get moving again with live music but you're right the fans like the 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 people out there who just like thrive on hearing the music and the experience of being at a show um we need that to happen totally but I'll, i'll say this though too it was really interesting has been really interesting to see um it was almost kind of like out of necessity the pandemic kind of created like a creativity um, prompt for a lot of artists where all of a sudden, you know, you can't, you can't play a live event. It doesn't matter how big or small you are. You can't. Mm -hmm. Um, So for those who were interested in, in doing something where they took those parameters that, you know, those restrictions and wanted to make creative stuff out of that. I think that created a lot of really cool uh, things that might not have, artists might not have been encouraged to do that before. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've seen a revolution in live streaming. We've seen a revolution in, um, you know, private performances, um, things that, uh, you know, like I said, artists might not have done if they didn't have this kind of artist prompt, like, okay, you want to play a show? It can't be in front of anybody. So what yeah. are you going to do with that? And I think a lot of really interesting, uh, great things came out of that, um, you know, making the best out of an awful situation. And I, th- I think that's like, that's where um, real creative minds really thrive is like given restrictions, you're still going to create with that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, given the short end of the stick, it won't stop you from being a creative person. And I really enjoy that. So as a fan of music, obviously I want to be watching a band, you know, with their loud amps in my face, (laughs) but I don't, um, I don't, I I also am am grateful for how uh, we saw other like artists that we really enjoy being creative in different ways. And it was was pretty pretty exciting to, um, to almost have like events to look forward to being locked in our house. I was kind yeah. of, yeah. Um, yeah. And it's almost like there was more access to those people too. Um, I just, it's, it's funny that we're talking about this, but I just went on Instagram probably an hour ago and, um, um, Ed Sheeran was live 
taking requests, playing his guitar and singing and just taking like live requests on Instagram. And I was just like, that's really cool. You know, but so I feel I feel like a lot of artists gave more access to themselves through technology, through necessity. Um, and that was really, really cool to see, too. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And and also and like collaborations that might not happen otherwise. Um, mm -hmm. There's a great, a, a great group of people uh, that do a, um, a late night show called Two Minutes to Late Night. And uh, and that's that features an amazing group of people. Ben from Converge, Steve Brodsky from Cave In. Mm -hmm. um, uh, the host, Guarcinio Hall, is incredible. And they get together all these incredible people um, that they're friends with. And just they, they pick like a, a list of cover songs and people they want to contribute and they want people to get involved however, you know, however they can. And so you they would, it was because we all couldn't get into a room and play together. We would find creative ways to record. I would do my stuff right on this drum set behind me and, and play songs with people that you're like, oh my God, I, I've never even met these people uh, before. But now all of a sudden we're playing a song together and you know there's and they're stitching it together to make a really great video out of it and they've done like god probably upwards of like 50 something at this point it's incredible that the catalog that they've built throughout this entire um pandemic and really interesting like cover songs and stuff it's, it's been really wild to see so that's like another incredible thing is like collaboration by proxy um a lot of us have been forced to uh to do that you know and yeah. So to to take part in something like that as well is uh, is is really cool, and and we might not have had that if it weren't for this period of like forced isolation. So absolutely, yeah. yeah. I love those guys too. We'll have to put a link in um, the description so everyone can check that out. Um, mm -hmm. Two minutes to late night, um, but it's you know at the beginning of the pandemic, I remember people saying like, when this is over, there'll be a renaissance right? There'll be this, this boom of art and music. And I found it really interesting that like, it didn't take very long. It wasn't when this is over. It was really like, the the pandemic happened. And it, it like snowballed into this release of music that was created um, that pe that artists, maybe they would have waited to release it, but they didn't. And all this great music came out. All this great music was created. Like you mentioned, the collaborations happened. Um, people were making music together over Zoom and just finding different ways. And then, and then art as well coming out of it. And I kind of want to talk a little bit about art because I did see that you recently did some, um, some art on drum heads on some Evans drum heads, which I think is super cool. Um, and I want to talk a little bit about a project that we did years back. And I think it was maybe 2017, possibly. Sounds about right. But we did a super fun little mini documentary when I was at Zildjian. Um, and it was about artists and their passion for music, but then their passion for other things. And um, I got to spend some time with you in Tennessee and see all the different other things that you're passionate about. One of them was painting. Um, yeah, well, that, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, that was so fun when you guys came down and uh, and you got to explore that that stuff that I, I haven't, you know, I've I put stuff out here and there, um, you know, but uh, nothing in in a really grand uh, sense yet. You know, I've I've been working on a collection of 
of pieces for a long time now. Um, Cause I think like when, when, when you came down, I was showing you some of the, like some of the bigger scale stuff I have, like it's, it takes a long time, especially oil painting. Like when I was mm -hmm. in college, um, I didn't go to college for art or music or anything. Um, but I, I found a fascination in oil painting um, about late 2012. Um, and I started taking lessons with a, a local artist named Michelle Dahl uh, in New Jersey, where I was at the time. And, um, and I became fascinated with oil painting. So that's when I started. And shortly after that, I started creating this body of work that I'm like, almost done with <laughs> i feel um I, I you know i work i work at it in kind of like a piecemeal fashion it's it's very slow going but um but it's great you know it's a very meditative practice that i really enjoy um but i also like the thing the the artistic things that are more like kind of like flash projects in a, in a way where I, I can i do them a little more quickly than i do my oil paintings um uh, not with like less intent or whatever, but it's just the nature of like, you know, a pen and ink drawing mm -hmm. or something like that, or like a weird abstract spray paint and watercolor kind of thing and bringing the, the two together. Um, it's super fun, you know? So, so yeah, I've, I've dabbled in a, in a bunch of different things and I expect or hope to have an actual proper showing of um, these oil paintings that I've been working on for years um, at some point soon. Um but uh, but un until then, you know, it's been really fun doing projects like uh, like you mentioned the drum heads that I just did with uh, with Evans. Um, it's really cool to take uh, to take like like I said again, like kind of these limitations or parameters to work with, and working with companies who are really adventurous and want to take my crazy idea of bringing my art to what they already create. So you know, coming to Evans with an idea of um of putting you know screen printing or, or printing uh uh my artwork on their drum heads they were like yeah we can do that we can totally do that um so it was a really wild experiment to you know to see how it would work and um make some uh some mock-ups just to make sure the art actually like prints really well and it really does i'm, I'm very happy with it they um, look incredible. They really you. do. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. It was, it was an exciting kind of medium to work with, you know, and bringing, bringing together, like I said, like, you know, I'm doing art prints, but the print is, you know, the medium of the print or the, the canvas of the print is a drum head, you know, and that kind of brings my worlds together in that interesting way. Um, uh, the same with working with SJC custom drums, um, you know, doing a practice pad together. That's all my artwork and I'm designing the box. I'm designing the pad itself, um, you know, in ways that I would want a practice pad to, you know, to look or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that goes to like my signature snare drum that I've made with SJC. That's, uh, a replica of exactly what I play, um, on stage just with my artwork on it. Um, just you know, finding whatever ways I can to to put my hand, my fingerprints, literally on um, on anything that I'm you know that I'm doing, and um, and with the release of like signature products, I want to be involved in every aspect of it that I can. I'll design the certificate of authenticity. I'll you know this and that. I I, I want to um, I want to be involved in all these things. So um, so yeah, it's uh, it's important to me that you know, that I kind of push 
those those limits of of doing those things and it's it's led to some really fun projects especially to you know fill a lot of downtime that we've all had this year yeah i i love that and you know that that time coming and getting to spend time with you and seeing your art and you know just just it was kind of like um shadowing you a, a couple days in your life you know and it was yeah it, it was wonderful and and everything that you do you do with creativity so um it was definitely inspiring and i'll have to link that episode too in the description so people can check that out because that was yeah. it was fun yeah and living like living here in tennessee is also has been a major factor and just like you know it's a it's a it was a drastic landscape change from living in new jersey and outside new york for a number of years and then moving down to tennessee is very different here but it was definitely the change of pace that i uh, i didn't even know i wanted mm -hmm. um, and it lends itself to creativity there's just more i get to really stretch out more here um and that's really nice just kind of creatively and and mentally I, I, i'm not as overstimulated as I was, you know, living right outside New York for, for a long time. Right. I, I love it. I love, I love the city, but um, it is really nice to kind of breathe and take in different elements of like, you know, my natural inspiration, just being out in the world. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think we, I think we covered that in that, uh, that little video. We did. Yeah. And I think that sometimes like when you are a creative person and when you do like go, 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 um, you need the surroundings to be a little bit quieter, you know, just to let you do what you need to do without all those distractions. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's balance. You know, everything, everything needs balance, you know, mm -hmm. um, it's funny how, you know, I'll, I'll, some people might kind of make these funny assumptions that like, Oh, cause you're in a crazy metal band. You must be a really crazy guy. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I, I think your creative output can uh, can be one thing um, that's reflective of, of certain elements of your life, mm -hmm. um, but you need other elements to provide balance to your life, you know, and you don't want your life to be out of balance, you know? And so, yeah. um, so I've really, I've really found that um, moving here was a key factor in that. Um, and the people you meet too, you know, I wouldn't have met my wife if I hadn't move down here um and so like elements of that it's like i i enjoy yeah i enjoy playing in a crazy loud dynamic insane band um but i also love you know walking my dog you know and and, yeah. having, and having that balance that's just like it, it's perfectly natural um to me and i guess that you know it's, it's natural for no one to really <laughs> know that about you know this crazy guy on stage but it's true you know yeah i know and i think i think um it's easy for someone to have a an idea of who you are as a person you know from whatever they see publicly and which is why i really like the the instagram posts you know and about the about your dog and it's just yeah. it's so nice because you know that's uh that is a another side um which actually reminds me of the question i wanted to ask you about do you listen to music when you're painting are you i do yeah i do sometimes i'll listen to a lot of podcasts um you know i listen to a lot of podcasts and interviews and stuff like that um mm -hmm. but I, I do listen to music a lot of i mean it'll range from a lot it has a pretty broad range um but anything from you know queens of the stone age to 
Fiona Apple to Cheryl Crow and Deaf Heaven or something like that. I don't know. It's it's kind of it's kind of super just all over the place. But um, but yeah, I I do use that. I actually use that almost as a gauge to tell time. <laughs> you know, like sure. Like, oh wow, I've painted through listening to seven albums and I haven't I haven't had lunch yet. Yeah. <laughs> probably, probably stop. Um, yeah, you know, it's uh, it's a good way for me to to get lost in in what I'm doing and um. I mean, I'm, I'm such a fan of music anyway, you know, so, I mean, whatever I'm doing, there's kind of always music happening, but, uh, but I also, I also like, you know, listening to, to things about musicians and, and, you know, hearing their stories and hearing them talk about their process and, and hearing, hearing about other people and their process is very inspirational too. Um, mm -hmm. and getting into, getting into new artists, different artists, um, and their whole story, like, like over the last couple of months, I've become like obsessed with Oasis. I don't know why, but I, I've, I've gotten like super interested in the band Oasis. So now I've like been on this super long, like Oasis kick. Oh, that so, is, that's and, amazing. I don't, I mean, thinking back on Oasis, I don't know too much about them, just the brothers and. That dynamic is so funny. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. Like I didn't, I didn't know that whole dynamic either. Um, but I saw some funny video of Liam speaking about Noel and stuff. I was like, what is this? What are these guys? What is their deal? So then it got me on this like deep dive about their whole story and going into uh, their music and, and how great it is. And, and just like uh, living in real time, this funny, you know, story of watching it after the fact, you know, I wasn't a fan of the band while they were active, mm -hmm. um, but it's been a, you know, I, I get into, I get into like deep dives about art, new artists that I'm, that I'm getting into, um, like that. Uh, I've, I've definitely had the time to dive into that now. That's so interesting. I mean, like the, I'm just thinking about the, um, the interest in like the personal part behind music, right? Like I just, that, that show behind the music, I always loved that, you know, just the like understanding of where this motivation comes from or, or I'm a big lyric person. So I like to always know like where those lyrics came from, especially when they're like deep yeah. lyrics. And I'm just like, how did that person come up with that? You know, yeah. like that's interesting to me. Well, you, you know, what's, what's really interesting, especially <clears throat> as we've like evolved from the nineties into the early two thousands and into now how the sharing of information and how you can know literally like anything about anybody within a matter of like minutes. Yes. Yeah. There's no mystery to anybody, any artist. Like that was the kind of fascinating thing, especially myself becoming a, you know, a fan of bands and, and music in the nineties was I, you know, I didn't have a computer or a cell phone. Right. I had to, you know, it was, it was right before all that stuff happened, but I do, I'm like the last kind of, generation to understand what like real mystique about an artist was yes or you know just that whole that whole kind of song and dance of what it was when you kind of created a persona and and people took on these like very much larger than life personas in in our lives and it's not so much that way anymore and that's not like that's not good or bad it's just mm -hmm. this is what it is by the nature of um you know, how much there is in the world. There's too much information, uh, clearly. Yes. But um, but it is interesting. And I think artists at, in a global sense have had to adjust 
the dynamic of being mysterious and in the shadows and nobody knows anything about us or whatever to then being um, trying to still have that sort of dynamic, but also through the immediate sharing age that we're in, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like, you have have to kind of learn that the times change and, and, you know, that that's kind of like an old guard that's totally out, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. there is no mystery about anybody anymore. (laughs) We know know about about everyone, (laughs) you know, which is fine. Uh, But it's just like, you know, you, you really have to, um, as an artist, learn how to play within that, like, that sandbox um yes and still create a a mystique or at least just you know let your passion be so directed into creating um you know creating art and music that just doesn't need any explanation or, or whatever you know like you don't have to um you can just let that speak for itself and in in that in itself can kind of create maybe its own mystery but it's very it's very different now than it than it was when i was growing up yeah, same, same here. I, I think, you know, think, thinking back to like lyrics um, on songs, which I mentioned, but like, now you just Google the song lyrics too, blah, whatever. And it oh, there's, an, there's an app that will like, it'll go like lyric by lyric and it will tell, it'll like literally tell you what this song is about. Oh, this person wrote this song about blah, 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 blah. And it's like, I can't even believe I'm not even getting the story from the actual person who wrote this thing. I'm getting it told wow. to me by an app. There's an app that does that. Like, yes, it's kind that of insane. Is, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, when we were younger, it was, it was like, you know, you had to write it down and rewind and write it down and try to figure it out, figure out what is this song about? I don't know. I was yeah, definitely we, obsessed with that. <laughs> we, were, we were joking the other night about, um, about how you know we we miss like the blockbuster era of you know what growing growing up with like blockbuster video and stuff and whatever and we were joking it was like it'd be great if there was a place where you could go it would be it would be like a blockbuster or whatever but it would only it would have movies that you can you go there and you get like a you get a streaming code, even if it's not a physical DVD, you get the actual like streaming code. But you have to go to the place, yes, check out with your popcorn and your candy or whatever, mm-hmm. and, and and check out. That's what it's like. If that's what it takes to get it back into this modern age, then we want that, you know. But uh, yeah, it's it's very interesting. Um, I like that. I like that, and I want to put one extra element to that that there are a limited number of streaming codes per movie available. Exactly. So sometimes yeah. you can't get it and you have yeah. to pick something else. Like exactly. I think that's a, that's a key piece of this because yeah. that was an element of it. And I know, did, did you see the documentary, the last blockbuster? Absolutely. Yeah. So exactly. Like there is, there is definitely, I mean, you know, and it's, it, it could, you could say this about any, any number of eras that were even before my time, but like, you know, um, there's clearly a group of people who are who are missing it and and stuff like that enough to where they're gonna make a documentary about the last bastion of that era. You know, the yes. last blockbuster, and people miss that experience. And you know, you do have to just grow. Like I, you know, like we, we were talking about before, you have to grow and adapt and and realize that we're living in a in a different um, landscape. You know, um, mm-hmm. and uh, 
and just under and and you just you just have to roll with the punches you know yeah. it's, it's uh it was not easy and and it's not easy for for artists it becomes increasingly more difficult for artists to uh to exist in a world when you when you frame it in the context of like file sharing and for whatever reason a lot of people around the world consider music a free commodity you know right. and that's just that's just the way it is i can't i can't argue with the millions of people that that think that you know you just gotta you just gotta put your head down and can if it's meaningful to you to create music or to create art you'll still do it you know mm -hmm. it doesn't really matter that the the landscape has changed so drastically um but it is interesting to to see in the rearview mirror what people uh the experiential things that people miss and, and i i really hope that like through all of our chaos and evolution and, and whatever we're doing to this planet i hope we don't lose sense of uh that experiential um uh way of doing things you know the immer the immersive nature of literally just going to to blockbuster mm -hmm. there's, a, there's a generation that misses that you know yeah. as, sim as simple as it was we do miss it you know mm -hmm. so um so I really hope even though these technological advances are incredible and make things like we were talking about earlier, so easy to just collaborate with other people that it, you know, it, it may, it makes music that might not have existed otherwise. That's a great thing. Um, but I hope it's not at the expense of losing some true immersive experiential uh, things that, you know, that are starting to, to go away. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And I do think like, part of the excitement back then about music or movies or anything was that experience. And part of the experience was the struggle. Like there, there was a certain amount of effort that you had to put in. And I, I can remember um, there was a record store called strawberries um, near where I live. And that's where we would go the night before the release of a new album and we would line up outside because they'd release it at midnight. And, you know, I, I don't even know I, how old I was, but it was like, you know, you had to, all right, mom and dad, I will be home at probably like one in the morning because we're going to wait in line to buy this album and yeah. then go to breakfast afterward. <laughs> like yeah. that was the experience. And we listened to the album in the car and we would freak out about it. Um, the last album I remember getting like that before Strawberries closed was Pantera. Um, and I don't remember what album it was, but mm -hmm. it was a Pantera album. And it was like that experience with your friends and this community. And it was the thing. And I miss that so much. Yeah. I mean, uh, look at the videos that, that every, you know, everybody's seen from like uh, Metallica's Black album coming out celebrating its 30th anniversary yes and everybody lining up at midnight outside the record store to get it when it you know like that's that's incredible you know yeah. and um and times change that's fine you know yeah. so that's that and and what i mean you that's also like a once in a generation kind of an album Absolutely, <laughs> you know? so it's like yes. yeah. it, it, you know it might be apples and oranges to say that that doesn't really exist anymore because records like that rarely even get made right. um but you know that excitement and that fervor is uh, is really important. It's like an important element of the entire experience. Um, so as as artists and as musicians, you have to find ways to 
to curate that yourself, to curate mm-hmm. that excitement and um, um, and that buzz yourself, you know, because because you yourself as the artist are excited about creating it and spending the time and the attention to detail in all the various aspects of it, what it takes to make a record or a song or, mm-hmm. you know, put together a tour, put together a stage, put together a set list or whatever, you know, you want that to have a certain level of presentation. And so, and and almost arguably the most important part of that presentation is how it's received, you know, and, um, and how it starts to mix with other people. And once you put it out into the world, it, it kind of takes on its own life. Um, right. So it, it is very, you know, I, I feel, uh, I feel that there are artists um, who still take that experiential immerse, you know, the, the immersive experience uh, very seriously. I think we take it very seriously because um, yes. it's an important element of the art to us is that it's not just the music or it's not just what you're looking at. It's not mm-hmm. just, um, you know, one thing, it's a whole combination of every, everything. And I'm, I'm very, I'm very excited with, you know, what we've done, uh, lately, what we, uh, what the band has done with the Knotfest Roadshow has been very exciting, uh, in that there's an entire immersive, uh, museum where, uh, attendants get to come and literally, you know, put their hands on our instruments or our masks or our, you know, whatever there's, there's this whole traveling. It's like, a, it's quite literally a traveling uh, circus that wow. uh, bring with us that people can really immerse themselves in, you know, deeper into something that's not just uh, listening to the record or, um, or watching a video on, you know, on YouTube. Cause it's so much more than that. You know, you mm-hmm. scratch, scratch the surface by, by hearing a record, you scratch the surface by watching a, you know, a video on your smartphone, but it's, re- it's, you know, that immersive, fully inclusive experience is, is really what it's all about. So um, we're more excited than anything to, uh, to get back to that. For sure. And, you know, I would say that you are, Slipknot is one of those experiences. And for sure, with the the music, the outfits, the masks, the lights, the show, the way the stage is, like just in general, going to a Slipknot show um, is just, it's very different than than anything else. It's like, you know, you are in an experience like you just described. And I love that you're doing, I had no idea about the museum um, element of it. I love that. That's super cool. Yeah. Um, and it, well, one, it's like another way to connect, right? Yeah. Well, one, one funny story that's kind of like our own family's experience with the band is, uh, and I, and I think a lot of families out there can maybe relate is that, you know, I, I found the music, uh, uh, from my dad actually, when, when Slipknot was on the Conan O'Brien, uh, show and, and they played and, blew my dad's mind and I was getting into music, you know, at the time, but nothing like that, certainly. Um, so he was like, Oh my God, there's this band. We got, we got to go check them out. And, um, and so I, I started listening to their first record and my mom heard it and she was like, I do not understand that. I do not get that. <laughs> and then she saw a photo and she was <laughs> like, okay, I definitely don't understand this. What is this? And then we all went to a show and once you're there, you're like, Oh my God, I totally get it. 
And yeah. it, it honestly, it honestly takes that, you know, it, I, I've, I've heard that from a lot of other people who have that same experience, you know, um, it really takes, you know, like I said, you're only scratching the surface if you experience one angle of any artist, but especially uh, Slipknot, I feel. So uh, the fact that we're able to expand that and um, make the experience even more than what you're watching on stage is uh, is really cool. And you can, you know, you can spend all day when we do um, the Knotfest destination uh, festivals is like pretty absolutely mind blowing. Um, we've done it in a lot of places. Uh, around the world and um i always as as just a fan i enjoy walking around to see how immersive it is and it's truly like it really is like a work of art the entire team that works on it does such a great job and uh and so to be a part of that i'm really proud of it and just like it's it's really it's really something special that we all take really seriously um so the fact Absolutely. that we're gonna get back to it and in, in about like two weeks or so um, we'll be bringing it to Iowa, which I'm really excited about. And, um, and yeah, it's, you know, it's all part of that, like bring back that fully immersive thing that we're talking about to where you just, um, you know, you want to, you want to draw people in with, with what you're creating and you don't want it to be one or two or three dimensional. You want it to be otherworldly. So, uh, so that's what, we're excited about, you know. Yeah, I think like the thing about Slipknot is you're like going there and you're seeing this like show. Like it's a, it is a show. Um, and the first time I will just say the first time I saw Slipknot was at, I want to say an Ozfest or something like that. It was so, so long ago, but I was like, what am I seeing? Because I had no idea. I think this maybe even was before an album had been released or maybe right at the beginning, but it wasn't it, like the band hadn't really broken um, I, or I hadn't really been um, aware. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like this is, this is serious what I'm watching right now. <laughs> and yeah. like, it was just amazing. When I heard that you were in the band, I, and it was the it was a time period where um, we didn't know, so you, we didn't know if it was you or not, and yeah. it was it was kind of kept quiet a bit. Like I was just so excited, and you had come, you had come to Zildjian years before with your dad Max, and I remember your dad was so proud of you. And um, anytime I've talked to your dad about you, he's so proud. But I just I loved that it kind of like came full circle and all of a sudden you were in this, this incredible band, just doing your thing. And, and it's just so great. Well, thank you. No, that, that's awesome. And, and yeah, it's definitely, um, you know, my, my dad and I definitely talk about how different we are as yes. drummers and, and as people, you know, like we're, I'm, I'm definitely his son, that's for sure. But, yes. um, but you know, we, we have our differences, uh, as, as drummers for sure. Cause we're, to we're two completely different generations. I mean, literally, yes. <laughs> so, uh, it was actually very interesting, you know, the way I kind of consider, um, where my journey has kind of taken me, it really started with, uh, with Bruce and him and the E street band, uh, giving me a shot. That was really, that was really the first, you know, the, the catalyst of, a lot of the things that then came after. Um, but to have that that kind of interesting opportunity where I knew, you know, 
my dad had a scheduling conflict and I was just going to cover for him for a little bit. But to have two drummers of two different generations from the same bloodline playing, you know, playing throughout this tour, tag teaming it in a way, uh, that was very interesting because there were definitely songs that became more mine than, you know, like he he obviously played on the studio recordings. Mm-hmm. But then I, it was definitely like, I felt a sense of like, I felt my own relationship to certain songs that I then took my musical uh, lexicon and applied it to that. And those songs took on a different energy, um, mm-hmm. you know, completely. So it was very interesting to have that kind of living in real time to see two different guys playing the same songs and they kind of sound different with both guys. Um, right. It's very interesting. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, we have a, we have a great father son dynamic. Um, and, uh, and on occasion we've been able to uh, play side by side, which has been really cool. Um, you know, I've always, I've, I've always wanted him to, to get up at like sound check at one of our sound checks and try one of our songs. Uh, maybe, <laughs> I can, maybe I can talk him into doing that sometime. Um, I would love to I, see that. Yeah, uh, but like like you said, like going back to the aspect of what a show it is, you know, to us, what we are providing is is the sound, you know, and that to me is the most lethal element of all of it, you know, and and to mm-hmm. me, it's like if we can be that tight and that um, uh, focused in rehearsal with the stage light, you know, with the house lights on. And no visuals, no, you know, no videos, no backdrop, no fire, no anything. Mm-hmm. And we can still put on our show. Then everything else is just to amplify that and to to make that even more bombastic than it already is. But that's kind of my intent is that it's like when we get up there, if it's just us and the house lights, that that's all, that's all you need. Like that's, yes. that's kind of what that's, that's always been how I want to approach the music is like, if, if the music is completely lethal and and what you're listening to is then, then everything else is, is great, but that should be the most dangerous element of, of what's happening. So, so I'm very happy that, you know, things are going, are going great. The last two shows that we've finally been able to, to get out there and play again, feels incredible. And um, you know, it should, should honestly just, just get better from here. Yeah, and so you have, like you mentioned, Knotfest. Knotfest Iowa. Knotfest um, Iowa. For the first time since the first Knotfest, if I'm correct. Um, so that's really exciting. It's always exciting to play where the band comes from in in Iowa. Um, there is just something about it, you know. I, I can't can't really put you, you can't really put your finger on it, but you know, it's it's like the energy of of what I would feel when you know when I would play with Bruce in New Jersey, you know, it's just a certain kind of hallowed ground that people from there understand. Um, so, you know, we've, we've done, we've played in Iowa a number of times over the last couple of years and it is very important and special. So, um, so to bring Knotfest back, you know, the festival um, destination festivals is, is going to be really great. And then we head out on the, uh, not fest roadshow, which will be, uh, which is, has been long anticipated by us. We've been wanting to get back on it um, since this whole thing started. So to, uh, to finally get back out there and, um, you know, and play night after night is, uh, is what we do, you know? So we're, we're very thrilled to get back out there. 
Absolutely. And you'll be, um, and then I think maybe in Europe next year, right? You're heading over. We hope so. Yeah. Yes. I mean, you know, it's, it's very difficult to predict anything at, at this it's point tough. You know, in, in our own country, much less traveling internationally. But, you know, as always, wherever we can plug in, that's, that's where we'll, we'll play. We'll play anywhere that'll, that'll have us. Uh, that. So we're, we're thrilled. Can't wait to, you know, to get back out and, and travel safely and play shows safely. And, and cause that's, like I said, that's, that's what we do. So we're yes. very excited to get back to it. That's what it's all about. And anyone listening can check out the tour dates on slipknot one, the number one.com. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I can't wait to see you back out on the road, Jay. And, you know, when you come through this area again and get to see you in person. Thank you. I know it's been, it's been a long time coming, but, uh, but, but we are coming. <laughs> You're coming. <Yeah. laughs> awesome. Well, thanks so well, thank you me. so much. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate your time and sharing with everyone. And um, I know we all can't wait to hear everything you guys come out with. And again, see you on the road. All right. See you out there. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in today. Join us each Tuesday for new episodes of Sarah Hagen Backstage.